you just be yourself. That's the most effective way to leading. And on top of it, as a leader, you have to have vision. That's Liang Schweitzer, co-founder, president, and CEO of Hi-Fi Bio. Listen in now to hear the conversation I recently had with Liang at her office in Cambridge. I'm John Simboli. You're listening to BioBoss. This afternoon, I'm in Cambridge with Liang Schweitzer, President and CEO of Hi-Fi Biotherapeutics. Liang, how did you find yourself here at Hi-Fi Bio? Hi, John. It's a pleasure talking to you. Um, actually, when I started encounter Hi-Fi Bio concept, I know myself being really a scientist interested in not only in scientific questions, but also understand technology to address those scientific questions. So when Hi-Fi Bio Therapeutics as opportunity presented to me, I find out the best of the two worlds, where we can not only using the scientific knowledge I have accumulated over the years, try to find out new novel therapeutics for patients, but we could use the state-of-art leading-edge tool where we can identify therapeutic more effectively and find a diversity of a better medicine for patients. So that's what excites me. I graduated from China originally at a university called Science and Technology. So there we got extensive training, not only from the science angle, we, we got a lot of technology education there as well. And at that time, you know, we were very proud of ourselves saying, getting to biology of the next century <laughs> of the needing um, area for science and so where we can do the most exciting research. Then I find myself after the graduation come to US and I got engineering training at the University of Minnesota where I started microbial engineering with minor in chemical engineering. Although, you know, that was engineering training, but we asked a lot of biology questions. So by the time when I graduated with my thesis, it was a combined engineering, mass modeling to understand a biology question. We actually had a hard time finding people to review that paper. So making me feel this uniqueness to combine those two areas, it's really, you know, challenging, but exciting for me personally. So, so then, since then, I went into the biology PhD, finding cancer research fascinating. And I spent my many years at um, you know big pharma's doing drug discovery and development. There, once again, you know, my I spent many years at BMS. We building not only programs for oncology discovery. Later on, I become the director of lead optimization where we're looking at state-of-art technology trying to figure out ways to optimize drug in a state-of-art matter that we can bring it to the patients. So, so those past experiences sort of helping me to understand and appreciate the marriage between technology and science together. And uh, when I see I had the opportunity to do so at Hi-Fi Bio, that's actually one of the most exciting moments for me. I'm a true believer and uh, I hope by this we can change how people are thinking about discovery and uh, you know development drugs. So when I tell you a bit more later on about Hi-Fi Bio, I could illustrate how we do that in a very novel, innovative way and we hope can change the paradigm of drug discovery and development. 
How did you decide you wanted to lead a biotherapeutics company? Actually, um, for a long time, I never thought about needing any company. My true passion is science. I always thought to myself, even with my career progressions, is I want to be a CSO maximum. I want somebody else worry about the company overall in general. All I have to do is focus on science. Actually, um, from my previous uh, work experience, I was a co-founder and CSO of a startup. And through that experience, I realized to build a company, having science is not enough. You have to have a vision. You have to have value associated with the company. You have to know how to make things work most effectively. So through that experience, I felt, you know, my true passion is not only how to apply my science into the broader healthcare community, but how to do it well. As a CEO, I could putting my thoughts and my value, my vision, guiding principles into daily practice. I find that more rewarding than just thinking about science alone. So here I am at the Hi-Fi Bio. Because at BMS you had been prepared for leadership and you had a very important position there, what was it like to make the decision finally, I want to, I'm ready to follow this calling that I feel I have? Was that difficult? Was that easy? By the time I left BMS, um, wasn't the time I would have made the decision to come to the biotech world. Uh, at that time, one of the things um, excite me is to understand how you know the rest of the product world to develop innovative drugs. So I took on a position as head of Asia Cancer Research at Sanofi. So it's where the exposure at Asia, seeing a lot of biotech starting from China to Japan to Korea, uh, seeing a lot of activity was doing at the biotech world, plus the activity around venture capitalists in the Asia community there enables a lot of opportunities. So since then, I actually started thinking about it. Maybe it might be interesting and exciting to the biotech world. And uh, with opportunity offered to me, uh, I left Sanofi and started um, as a co-founder and CSO for the startup. And since then, I actually find myself enjoy much more <laughs> than in the big pharma, which fits my personality better. I love challenges and I love things changing. I love fast decision making. I love the work to see an immediate impact. So, you know, I think by now, I think it's almost a point of no return. <laughs> Once I'm getting to this, um, you know, biotech startup world, I, I think I find my true passion. I really enjoyed my experience in the pharma. I did notice there are some people starting their young career getting to the biotech world because without getting through the whole process of proper training of how to make or develop a drug, um, you tend to encounter problems you have not anticipated or you have to go through detours that you didn't know you know could have been avoided if you have learned properly so so i feel in my long years in the pharma world it was a real great solid foundation to prepare me for this biotech world so if i have to do it again i i wouldn't choose differently i would still start up with the 
from uh, and started at the bench doing drug discovery, needing projects, to needing organization, contributing to many multiple drugs, and uh, those are really a great learning process. One of the CEOs I spoke with, Martin Mackay, who's now at Rally Bio, said something similar. I'm curious what you think. He said, one should never forget the advantage of working, having worked for a big pharma company because the training is so good, the exposure to ideas is so good, the processes. That's sort of what you were just saying, right? That's exactly yeah. right. So I, I think, um, you know, it's like going through proper schooling, right? You don't want to solve a world difficult problem without going through college or graduate school. It's the same here, you know, you, you, you could try to dream big finding a drug, but without going through the proper training, right? That's the reason initially the Serrano story came up, but we were wondering how's the scientific you know, rationales or evidence supporting that big idea. You know, big idea is good, but you need to have the proper foundation to, to get there. What were you hoping to achieve that you knew could be done here, but not in another company? In my mind, because, you know, I'm also joining Hi-Fi Bio as a co-founder of Hi-Fi Therapeutics. So um, it is the company I want to build. So no matter which company it is, it's the company. <laughs> so, so from that perspective, um, what we try to build at Hi-Fi Bio that is unique cannot be replicated or you know, doing it um, by another company is there are certain uh, guiding principles we're drawing after, right? So first of all, we going through top science, value the science um, most, although you could argue most of the companies doing exactly the same but on top of that we wanted to bring the state-of-art needing technology angle as I mentioned earlier and that is leverage one of our unique single cell technology and currently um, there are more and more interest centered around single cell and I must say our company is one of the leading ones uh, that develop the technology in a way that we can looking at anybody's therapeutic in a very in-depth immune repertoire mining matter in a very rapid fashion and we are the ones who can connect genotype to phenotype looking at complicated problems that other you know technology cannot do so by bringing those good science and the technology together that bring building a unique identity for this company. Another thing about this company being unique is we promoting open innovation angle. So about two years ago when we just started the company, um, we wrote a paper on guiding principles for open innovation. We truly believe innovation does not just generate within the company itself. So by building partnerships across top academic institutions, top farmers, top by text. We uh, synthesize uniqueness from each one of them through those partnerships, whether it's finding working together on a unique target or whether it's looking at a specific anybody engineering platform that nobody else in the world is working on or whether we're looking at patient sample using single cell technology that people just start thinking about has not been carried out. So those are the things we are actively building that makes us unique as the individual. 
And when you present those ideas to potential partners, potential investors, potential employees, and you emphasize that mixture of the single cell technology and the scientific approach, when they understand it, they understand it. When they don't understand it, what do people misunderstand? What do you have to help them to say, oh, no, that's not it. It's actually... That's an excellent question. I think it's because it's getting so complicated. People, each time you explain this deep science or deep technology, there's certain views, you know, there are certain... I think initially when we encounter the investors, one of the questions I often get is, are you a technology company or are you a therapeutic company? Because people could identify a company better by putting them in certain categories. And we are building this uniqueness. Nobody can put us into a certain box. So that poses a big challenge. And I have to spend time to tell them those two are not conflicting each other. They're not taking resources one from the other. It's actually building synergy. Um, for example, you know, um, recently we are looking we established collaboration with Kite, and they're interested in looking at T-cells. Initially, when we were started our company for single B-cell cloning, screening antibodies, we have not expanded to the T-cell um, area, where through this collaboration partnership, we could start build our capability on understand T-cell biology better. So since the company emphasis is immune modulation, building more expertise through the external partnership can help us building our internal pipeline. So those are the story I tell to the investor. So they understand those efforts are not destructing each other, but rather helping each other. And uh, I think uh, so far, you know, we have strong support from the investment community, from our partnerships. I, I, I suppose they understood our story. <laughs> I was just going to ask you that, that. That suggests that you're doing yeah. your... Uh, unfiltering their filters. Yeah. I think also it takes certain mindset, right? In the um, broader community, people know we're looking for innovative drugs for patients. That is very easy to explain. Then in the more detailed, uh, people want to understand the specifics more, you explain to them in a way that they finally see, say, oh, you're making drug in a different approach the way how you're looking for drugs can bring more diversity, more effectiveness to the patients. If you get that key message through, sometimes they don't exactly understand how you get there. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 it sounds like you're helping by that statement to help them see it's not simply pursuing the technology because it fascinates you, which it does, yeah. but you do hope to connect it to somebody's life at some point. Exactly. It's, at the end of the day, what you can deliver that counts. That's where we try to emphasize. And uh, how you get there, you try to explain. And in reality, how you get there also changes constantly because science is always the you know exciting unknown journey. When you go down, you find out certain paths you think it will work out, you find it doesn't work. So you constantly try to come up with solutions or identify the alternative routes for you to get to that end goal. And we make sure the whole company, people have that 
understanding where we want to go and then constantly working hard to get there in a very dynamic way. The question, what do you do, can be answered on so many different levels, but at a simplified level, what do you do? We're looking for medicine for patients. And if, you know, I wanted to elaborate a bit more specifically is we trying to come up with innovative therapies, modulate humans' immune system to combat cancer or autoimmune diseases. So by understanding deep immunology and the link with the disease using tools that wasn't existing there before so we can find answer better more accurate we try to find the best medicine for patients over the years at, at BMS at Sanofi here what have you learned about your own management style the things that work best for you when you're interacting with people and, and trying to make things happen yeah this is great because actually Believe it or not, I spent many years to sort through this. Um, early on in BMS, I got opportunities for uh, leadership training. I always look, what are the type of leaders successful? How do I can be like them? But over the time, I realized the best leadership is be your true self. And in Sanofi, actually, I got a female leadership training course three days. We were trying to do search our own inner self, true self. At the end of the day, I come up with a sentence is, I'm a passionate leader who drives my passion towards huge impact. And I think, um, you know, passion is something often shines through um, during my interaction with people. I'm really excited about what I'm doing. The other thing um, I was told often is um, I'm very direct, which I felt is a good way. You know, there are certain times where people probably a bit shocked with the direct communication, but soon enough when they get to know me, they understand, you know, you are for the better intention, for the outcome, and uh, it saves a lot of energy and efforts being direct, and there's no second guess, everything being transparent. So that worked really well, and uh, I think as a result, I had people followed me when I go through different stages of my career, people willing to join me again at Hi-Fi Bio, people I worked with before. So, you know, I, I suppose um, you, you just be yourself. That's the most effective way to leading. And on top of it, as a leader, you have to have vision. You have to make sure people understand your vision. So communication is another important aspect I know as scientists, we tend not to communicate well or you know, have an inclination to communicate. So through the years, I forced myself to do more and more communication. In BMS, when I was um, organizing Pacific Asian Network Group, and I was asked whether I want to chair the organizations, I said, no, I want to do the communication lead. So I was communicating um, all the activities, all the vision and objectives to the entire BMS community. Soon enough, this specific affinity group, which supported by HR at BMS at that time, become one of the largest group in the whole entire company. Compare, we had a number with all the other affinity group combined. So that shows 
probably the power of communication. People know what we want to do, and they get excited how we do that. So, so I think that's something. Is a, although it's my not my natural tendency, but I really learned it in a hard way. So, you know, to summarize, you have to know who you are to do bring out your best quality, but in the meantime, you know what areas you need to work on and what is important as a leadership. That I have learned through my leadership training, so I keep on working at those aspects as well. Can you remember back when you were eight or nine years old, can you remember what you wanted to be in life and does it have anything to do with being the CEO at Hi-Fi Bio? Absolutely. <laughs> I just remember when I grew up, I always wanted to be Maria Curie. It's just one of the women to this day I'm still marveling about. She has this strong passion, conviction. She really dedicated herself to the whole entire scientific community. And only recently I read a book about her. I realized she's also very active in Poland in a social setting. So from that point of view, you know, she's somebody I was truly admiring when I was young, even you know before eight or nine, I wanted to be a scientist. And I think that guided me until to this day. Although in between, when I first came to US, when there were so many other opportunities were presented to me, I start also exploring, say, do I want it to be a business person or do I want it to be a lawyer? Because those careers seems really more lucrative at that time as a young you know, students coming to the United States. But um, I explored and find out I still love the science. And now leading a you know company, I find myself actually also getting to business aspect, legal aspect. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit as well. So in that sense, you know, going through my childhood dream as well as you know grown-up experiences and get to where I am I'm really very happy I really think I'm one of the luckiest because I find what I love to do in an early age and I got the opportunity to choose because when you were in China there's such a big environment promoting science and technology so when I went to my University of Science and Technology in the 80s it was the top school the college entry exam requirement was a way higher than any other schools so it promotes the science and technology aspect coming to US you find everybody goes to law school business school and I was presented the opportunity to explore and I did explore then I still find out I love science Liang what's new at Hi-Fi Biotherapeutics? So right now as our pipeline progressed towards clinical trial stage, we are looking forward to see how do we try to find the right patient population to have our drugs um, showing the efficacy and effectiveness among the patient population. So uh, one thing we are excited about and trying to launch is an initiative called Drug Intelligence Science. That means when you do clinical trial, you just don't have a large population to see which patient population works. We're trying to start translational research even before we bring the drug to the clinical trial at an early discovery stage where we obtain patient samples 
um, using our single cell technology to obtain data at a high resolution single cell level. So through that data acquisition and subsequent analysis use algorithm, combine AI factors and efforts into that um, analysis where we can come up with hypothesis which patient population might be most suitable for, for the drugs we're developing. Um, so this DIS initiative gets already a lot of excitement and we started with collaborating with Curie Institute on some of the thoughts looking at a triple negative breast tumor model in mice and looking at when you know chemo drugs that modulate at the single level, we come up with a potential biomarker to distinguish sensitive versus resistant patients. So we published this results recently on Nature Genetics. So we next stage is we wanted to go from this academic proof of concept study, getting to the clinical trial setting where we can show our single cell analytics, looking at patient samples, coming up with um, data analysis in a very you know novel innovative approaches we can come up with answers to find the right patients population for our drugs what was it about the single cell approach or concept that drew you so strongly to that when we looking at often um, in the past, um, you know, we seeing there are certain breakthroughs of our understanding of biology. So the first wave, if you probably recall, is genomics. When people start able to sequence, you know, human genome or later on cancer genome to looking at disease versus normal state, we get a lot of insight over the biology. But soon enough, people realize gene does not representing the whole state of the biology entirely. So people start looking at proteomics. At the protein level, the protein that was made by gene, you know, transcription, translation events. So further with understanding the protein, you understand certain mechanism of actions and you understand why certain things at gene level you see or may not see did not directly translate because they are things that be coordinated in a way they're not in a level that you can do one-to-one -one translation. So single cell analytics is the next wave we think in industry. Um, in the situation where you on gene level, you understand protein level, how does cells from a dynamic way and in a knifing cell to interpret all those information you are getting at the transcription level, translational level. So single cell bring you the knowledge of the initial uh, waves that we benefit from. And in the meantime, it's not complex enough you looking at, you know, animal model where, or system model where things are too complicated to explain. So, so we're looking at single cell, try to understand the biology. In the meantime, you know, we also link this biology to the disease versus normal state. So that is something we think it's a third wave in industry where we can gain more insight like we ever haven't done before. One of the ways you're doing that, it's my understanding, is through your offices in China, your office in, offices in Paris, your offices here in Cambridge, 
How does one go about connecting all of those different continents? I know this is one of the question I'm asked a lot <laughs> because we're a startup. Why we started multinational, um, and how much do I travel? <laughs> actually, um, I actually must say, so far I find we benefit so much from multinational presence. Um, one of the things I mentioned earlier is we believe in open innovation. So we're not working within company to try to push the drug from the concept all the way to patients. We leverage our partnerships. So um, by being present at each of the continent, we have a diversity of partnerships. And through that, we actually could leverage each region's strengths and we also attract local talents for example um, you know at the French site where we had really excellent engineers they started building the single cell platform and enabled us you know having collaborations as such as I mentioned kite earlier and uh, so there we really building the strengths of the engineering aspect and the technology aspect. We also, in the meantime, at the French side, we have very good clinical access with multi-hospitals. And uh, so in that sense, we really benefit a lot at the French region. And in US, we have um, established leverage local pharma, biotech, as well as academic institutions. So we establish um, for example, partners with Takeda, which is just down the road, that's also, you know, highlight the, the vicinity um, convenience and also the better relationship building because of um, the local presence here. And we also working quite a bit with professors from Harvard, MIT, Broad Institute. Um, that's our scientific co-founders are initially. Um, so we can be benefit a lot from local presence and network they have. Um, then in China side, that's where we have a lot more activity in terms of um, looking at future growing market. And you wanted to have your presence there and also the activity of a lot of venture capitalists there. So from the China side also we benefit quite a bit from now the Chinese government encouraging um, local innovation with talented people and they're attracting a lot of people um, to work at biotech areas. So there's a lot of benefit of government policies associated with that as well. Do you sleep? <laughs> I actually is one of the ones who slips quite little, if you will. Um, I, I normally have about five hours. And one thing I want to make sure I do is have about half an hour to an hour exercise time every day. Uh, so, so I feel very much energetic. And I think the thing is when you do something you love, you don't need the stick. <laughs> And uh, I also travel quite a bit, so my sleeping can be very much ad hoc. When my body needs it, I sleep. When I'm awake, I'm working. <laughs> what kinds of partners are a good fit to Hi-Fi Biotherapeutics? 
This is a great question because we give that a lot of thought. We even, you know, try to map out how many types of partners are there. But I think the foundation is they have to share the same passion with us, try to drive innovative medicine to patients. I think that that's a foundation. Uh, with that and what we are looking also for is somebody who can complement with us. So um, we start with thinking about deep and deep understanding of biology where we have partners could finding novel targets in an academic, top academic institution. And for example, recently we formed a joint venture, Victor Therapeutics, that was with a top leading professor who identified novel targets. So, so from that angle, we really benefit from open innovation, trying not to reinvent the wheel and leverage what has been done well and around the top, among the top uh, academic institution. Um, the other thing we're partner with also, um, for example, industry partners, where we see our single cell discovery technology can benefit other areas of other diseases. Um, as we are focusing on immune modulation within high-fiber therapeutics and where we have the state-of-art discovery engine where we can find better antibodies. You know, there are other companies interested in neuroscience, uh, you know, diabetes or, you know, cardiovascular and all those different diseases. Um, They're welcome to partner with us because we can help them. That's the end goal we try to help people to find out better biologics and um, antibody therapies around that. And the other type of um, partner we also looking very much for is later on when we bring the drug to the patients and we're small biotech we have limited resources so we also looking for pharma partners who have already building infrastructure who can bring the drug to patients very quickly in a very you know state-of-art approach matter and why we can bring our single cell or our innovative um, pipeline through their already existing infrastructure quickly moving to the patients. So this is something we are also looking for very actively. What kinds of people would thrive here? We really pay attention to recruit top talents. And so one of the things I feel most proud is um, being able to bring on board very passionate and very experienced leadership team um, at Hi-Fi Biotherapeutics. Um, among that, also top scientists who have already demonstrated their capability of develop drugs and bring it to the patients. So um, we pay so much attention to bring top talents that each of the interview, we do it seriously and uh, we actually go through people where, you know, if they're not fit and we will not give an offer. We're not just for the sake of growth, growing the company. We really pay attention to bring the best talents and uh, we believe in, you know, whatever can be delivered relies on the top talent. 
one of the things even during the interview I ask people is what their passion is they have to feel passionate about this company passionate about our vision passionate about you know the state of art um, technology combined with the science so you know have that deep understanding is important share the same passion the other thing I actually also tell people often is you are your own CEO you have to be driven if you're doing the work just because you were told to do so not because you wanted to do so um, you were probably having a problem at the company because we give people responsibility freedom we try to let them be creative but they have to be a self-motivator and driver to drive things forward um, then the other thing um, we emphasize a lot is communication because we do have three different sites if people don't communicate well they're going to have trouble to get project progresses because we often say um, drug discovery and development is a team sports it's not an individual sports you have to learn how to work within the whole organization with each other sometimes across different sites to move the project forward so communication is another important aspect you just take on so much, Leong. I, I just am marveling the idea of different continents, uh, different time zones. It's more fun, right? I have the benefit to have lived all three continents myself. So that's the reason I see the strengths and weakness at each of the local region. You know, growing up in China after college, come to U.S. now close to 30 years, that reveals my age. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also lived in Switzerland for my PhD, getting a European, you know, education. That really actually helped me a lot to see how different regions can bring together certain commonality. That's a framework we build within the company. You have to have shared value, shared vision, so shared drive, shared objectives to get to the end. But in the meantime, you allow local diversity, allow people's different way of thinking, because only then you can bring the best together. Yeah. I know you must be focused intently on mm -hmm. every week's work, but yeah. at this stage, do you ever say, hmm, if this works out the way I hope it will someday, my company will help to do this for society? Mm -hmm. It's actually the big dream of ours you know of course it's very noble intention to develop drugs for patients but i think the bigger ambition or vision we have is trying to make a difference of how we make drugs so as everybody knows drug discovery and development is a very nancy process it costs a lot of money so that's one of the reasons i was passionate about how to do drug discovery and development differently, leverage the state-of-art technology that this world has been developing, and it's developing faster and faster paces. So if we can learn how to use those tools well, we can change the paradigm, how we're going to discover and develop drugs. So um, at Hi-Fi Biotherapeutics, we believe if we do 
our um, drug discovery well by leverage single-cell B-cell cloning technology, finding much more diverse NAB drug in a very speedy manner. We can find out how do we position our drugs into the right patient population. Um, our clinical trials will be much shorter time. The cost was significantly reduced. So we can get the drug from the concept um, to all the way to patients in a much shorter cost-effective way. If I could get this done in my life, I'd be very, very happy. And what effect would that have on the lives of those people that would receive those targeted drugs? I think in situations where people um, having terminal diseases such as cancer where they say, let's try everything. I don't know, I'm one of the lucky ones, even with you know good drugs um, as effective as PD-1. Anybody's, where you have to try and figure out whether it works for you or not for you as an individual, you have a certainty, you say, once I'm facing this disease, I have the best care, and I know from a scientific point of view, it will work on me. Of course, you know, it cannot be for every patient, so we still have a long way to go for each of the patient, each of the diversity of their disease, um, that we have to come up with a solution. But at least the patient looking at all the existing possible solutions, they can have a confidence, say, I think most likelihood this is the best path forward instead of guess and then pray. You know, that, that would make a huge difference in people's life. How did Hi-Fi Biotherapeutics choose to locate in Cambridge and Paris and Shanghai? But let's, let's focus on Cambridge to start with. Yeah. Actually, um, it started initially by the historical reasons because the scientific co-founders, three from Cambridge, two from Paris. So that was the natural uh, reason why those um, started. And soon enough, by doing at two sites, um, we identified opportunities at different levels and different, you know, natures of collaborations. And I think the company realized this is the best way to tap into local strengths and building the local network. And because, you know, at that time, when we go to talk to a French partner, they view us as a French company. And when we come to a U.S. partner, they view us as a U.S. company. I think in today's world, <laughs> having um, multiple identities, it's something people are familiar with and comfortable with, more and more comfortable with. And um, when we start expanding the therapeutic efforts, we find out Asia is another huge market. and. We also have a lot of local talent as well as uh, resources associated with it. So Shanghai is one of the hubs where biotech grow really very rapidly over the last 10 years. So if you go to Shanghai, Zhangjiang area, you see hundreds of biotechs um, spring up and uh, there's quite a few people are centered around innovative therapies. So the landscape is changing rapidly. So I can see, you know, being present at all three sites can enable us to tap into the best of the world and ensure us in the leading edge for doing innovative uh, therapies. What is it about Cambridge that 
is similar to or different from other places where you've been and where you've worked and, and why is one of your offices here? Cambridge really is one of the best places I think I have worked in, in regarding biotech. Um, it's an area where there's a lot of new ideas, a lot of innovation. People are willing to take the risks to bringing ideas into reality world solutions, not only around biotech, you see you know, brilliant ideas coming from MIT, Harvard, and people working on all different fronts. I lived in many different locations, including three different continents. Um, Cambridge is the place where I think it's the most suitable environment for biotech so far. And uh, I see HiFi grow really rapidly there. One of the immediate impact is we can recruit top talents. Um, you know, we have people from big pharma, small biotech, top academic institutions, and then they come bringing different ideas and diversity. And also Cambridge is a place where also you have a lot of international immigrants. They bring different culture into the company as well. So it's a place where you really could see things are happening in a very dynamic way, so it's very exciting. How about the access to capital? Does Cambridge and New Massachusetts provide opportunities for access to capital that are any different from other places? Yeah, it's hard for me to compare because, you know, um, I've been only doing startup for the last three years. And I, so far, I must say the environment is very friendly. So uh, just because we're in Cambridge, actually capital, um, investors coming to us so instead of you going out and trying to meeting i actually have people reach out to me saying oh you know we're in town can we meet your company so so whether they're coming from you know new york or california or even china people come to cambridge and that makes things uh, easier. And also in the meantime, in Cambridge, there's so many pharma around it and you actually can access certain fundings through big pharma's effort. They're also building their own um, capital funds. So that's another angle to get access. What organizations do you find are helpful in Cambridge and Boston and other places to be a part of, to be able to transmit your ideas and to receive ideas? Yeah. So I must say MassBio is one of the top organizations I ever come across around biotech. It's a nonprofit organization. Our company is a member, so since then I can easily looking at their activities at any given week there's always not going on. And I actually participate actively there and sometimes I'm also become a speaker or panelist there try to give back to the community. So through that interaction you're building your network quite rapidly and you hear what's new and uh, where the Cambridge activities are often you know can be represented around the world because um, there's brilliant people here but then there are people all around the world come here to participate in events like that um, so I benefit a lot um, the other thing I also um, wanted to say is um, one of the organization which is not Cambridge specific, but it's also very active is my college alumni organization. Um, 
you know, USTC, University of Science and Technology China, have a Cambridge um, chapter actively. And I, I'm going to go to give a career advice panel to that um, young students from China training the same university as I am now study at Harvard, MIT or other top institution here and um, it also built network for recruiting so so you know in my current company there are quite a few of my alums working here so through that organization you also get talent access um, which you know not only um, through recruiting point of view but also partner point of view there are people who is doing extremely well at other biotech pharma as well as um, top VC funds and so so we are very benefit from that organization as well. Leon thanks for speaking with me today. It's a pleasure to have this conversation very stimulating. Before co-founding Hi-Fi Bio Liang Schweitzer led several large organizations within Bristol-Myers Squibb and Sanofi and was co-inventor of multiple clinical candidates. When offered the prestigious position of Chair Pacific Asian Network Group at BMS, Liang instead chose the bold step of taking on leadership of communication for all the activities, vision, and objectives of the group to the entire BMS community. As Liang went on to tell me about the things she and Hi-Fi Bio are achieving, I was struck by other examples of Liang exploring new territory and integrating these new areas within her experience in both biology and technology, her interest in communication, her success in managing high-performing teams, all linked to her vision for how she wants to build Hi-Fi Bio on three continents and explore new ways to develop new medicines for patients in need. I'm John Simbley. You're listening to BioBoss.